Hey, I'm Brady Hyen, and this is Bettering Nashville. Today on the show, I'm speaking with Berkeley Allen, who is one of the five at-large council members in the Metro Council here in Nashville. If you're not really familiar with the Metro Council, that's fine, neither was I, but I would really recommend, before listening to this conversation, going back to the episode with Nancy Van Reese, because in that conversation, we talk a lot about the basics of Metro Council and what it really is. If you have already listened to that, or you already are familiar with the Metro Council, listen on, because I've got a great conversation for you to council member in Metro Council. Plea Allen, you're at large. Hey, Berkeley. Hey, Brady. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, So you are a council member in the Metro Council, and you are one of the at-large members. Is that right? That's correct. Why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about what that means? uh, And then if you don't mind, tell us how you got there. Um, At-large means that I'm supposed to be looking at the um, overall benefit to the entire city. Uh, that I represent everybody, um, which is lots of constituents. And um, I got there by way of um, having first first served um, District 18, which is the area around Vanderbilt and Belmont Universities. Oh, okay. Uh, It is physically the smallest district in the the city, Uh, also the youngest, I think, because of the two um, student populations. Mm -hmm. And... um, one of the most walkable, which has uh, been a great, it's a <laughs> great way to campaign because you literally can knock on every single door. Yeah. Uh, so the switch at large was a, uh, a really big change. Uh, and, and when did that happen? That happened in 2019. Okay. So just this last election. Yeah. Yeah. I was district council member from 2011 to 2019. And then. Um, Are you still in the district 18 area? I still live in the same place where okay. I've been for 36 years. Wow. So. <laughs> You've seen a lot of change in that neighborhood. I've seen a lot of change, yeah. So uh, let's go back even further then. How did you get in? It sounds like you've been in Nashville for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you get involved in Metro Council? Um, it started with being in my neighborhood association. Okay. Um, Hillsborough Weston neighborhood is a very active neighborhood, one of the oldest in, uh, in the city. They, uh, they formed over several key issues. One was Interstate 440 coming through and urban renewal where a lot of older homes were, um, were being condemned uh, so that other, other entities could ex- expand in our, um, our part of town. So the neighborhood organized uh, around those issues with not many models uh, to go by. And Betty Nixon, who is a former council member, and one of Nashville's heroes um, worked really hard both to um, to deal with the the urban renewal issue. That there at that point, our our part of town was redlined, which people don't realize that that um, that happens to uh, a number of different neighborhoods in Nashville. And um, because a certain university wanted to expand in our area uh, and had worked with the city on the urban renewal. Uh, banks had decided that we were were now uh, a risk, and uh, Betty Nixon 
went to Chicago by golly and found some banks up there that would loan to people in Nashville Wow! enabled us to continue to, uh, you know, for home buyers to continue to invest in the neighborhood and then, you know, save, save this part of town. And I think it's been to the benefit uh, of the city and of, uh, uh, of the universities around here to have a good, stable, historic neighborhood. In yeah. There. That's a huge so, part of our city. Yeah. Huge, huge. Um, so I stepped into an already very active, um, Neighborhood organization started with uh, the tree planting and worked. Uh, I, I did our neighborhood tree day for 20, 25 years, I think, and, oh. and can claim about 2,000 trees. Wow. Is mine. Yeah, so I love that and excited that, you know, that movement has caught on and lots of people are having that kind of impact now. And then got involved in historic preservation, uh, which, as I mentioned, I think is important. And then zoning issues. And um, just thought, you know, this is I'm, I'm essentially a junior council member already. So if the opportunity mm-hmm. comes up, I would I would love to run. And uh, mm-hmm. that that space opened up in 2011. And um, it has been one of the, you know, most fulfilling things I've done in, in my life. So that's awesome. So yeah. if you got in in 2011, you, that means you did two full terms mm-hmm. in District 18. And now you are one of the at large members. Great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, what a journey. Um, Can you talk a little bit about even just in the last 10 years of Metro Council, if you've noticed anything changing or uh, I know that there was like some talk about the size of the council throughout all of that. And Mm -hmm. can you, can you speak to that about just changes you've noticed in Nashville and in the Metro Council over the years? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great question. So when I came on, it was like one year before we celebrated the 50th year of, of the Metro uh, government. And at that time there was a lot of talk about the history of how Metro government was formed uh, and kind of the explanation of why in the world we have 40 council members. We are the third largest council in the country, mm-hmm. uh, second only after New York and Chicago. That's crazy. And it was partly because we were the we were the first city in the country to go to a metro form of government. So again, not not much of a model to follow. Can you explain that then? I, I think myself included, but I think a lot of the listeners might not understand what the actual distinction is. Yeah, that, that's an, another great question. Um, most most cities sit within a county and there's a city government and a county government mm-hmm. and they have a lot of duplication of the same uh, services. Like often there will be two, two, two fire departments and two mm-hmm. police departments. And we had grown enough that it just was clear that that duplication was not very efficient um, and not the best use of, of resources for both either the city or the county. So we combined city and county government into one metropolitan form of government Mm. and ultimately ended up saying, okay, we'll make sure that everybody gets to be involved in the new government. So that, that created 40 positions. Um, But uh, it's great constituent representation. I I, I knew my constituents and still, you know, know the district 18 constituents very well. And they felt very comfortable calling me. And that's true in all 35 districts. We have 35 district council members and five at-large council members. Mm -hmm. And I think people in Nashville um, know who's representing them and um, are, are very, uh, very good at contacting them. And in a, in a city where you have maybe eight or nine, I think those council members are often much less accessible. So uh, I think two or three different times, um, the discussion has come up, is this council unwieldy? Should we reduce the size of it? The last time happened since I've been on the council, uh, and it was paired with um, 
trying to get rid of the two-term term limits, which were voted in before the turn of the century. Mm. Kind of a, a, there was a, a, a nationwide uh, move towards term limits for local government. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my mind, what that did is took the, uh, the options of um, citizens out of their hands to be able to say, we think this is a good council member, we should hang on to her, or this council member hadn't done her job, we're voting her out. I mean, now... Um, automatically after two terms, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, for some people, that's probably good. New blood is good, but but um, we lose an awful lot of corporate memory um, mm-hmm. when that happens automatically. And at the time, the average length of service for a council member was ten and a half years. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like everybody was serving, you know, their entire life. Right. People were serving about two and a half terms and then moving on. Mm-hmm. And but some people were sticking around you know, for a long time. And they were the ones who could say, well, the reason we we have this bill now is because 20 years ago, there was this problem and here's how we solved it. And mm-hmm. it we have much less of that now. Okay. So a number of years ago, we talked about going from two terms to three terms, um, still having term limits, but going from two to three, and at the same time, reducing the number of council members. Some people felt like that pairing um, would make the 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 additional term limit um, appeal to people. Yeah. I I didn't agree with that. I really like having the kind of representation that we have. Um, but uh, it it was an attempt to try to get us to three terms, which I think would would serve the city better. Mm-hmm. Uh, unsuccessful. We still have a two term term limit, um, but we still have a forty member council, which yeah. I I think is good. It, there are times when you wish you didn't have to call. Um, or as a lobbyist, I, I can't I can't call and lobby council members. All our debate has to be um, on the floor. But I've got yeah. to get around mm-hmm. to you know thirty thirty nine other council members. Well, I'm not a lobbyist, I, I, but I had to email uh, all forty of you all to get you yeah. on the show. So yeah. I, I, it is a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Uh, it takes a while, you know. However, you know now you can email everybody at the same time. Yeah. And that goes faster and people do it a lot. Um, yeah. So there, there are plenty of citizens who are happy to contact all 40 of us. And <laughs> we, we welcome that and we try to answer as many as we can, but mm-hmm. we can't answer all. Um, I, you are the second council member I've spoken to so far. I've spoke with, um, Nancy Van Reese recently. She uh-huh. kind of gave a, since she was the first one on, she gave, gave a, like kind of an overview of Metro council and the things that they do. One of the things she talked about is how every council member, does it differently uh, and manages mm-hmm. their role differently. So can you talk about what, how you, uh, uh, how your week or your month goes as a council member? Yeah. And I'll say certainly there's a difference between district council member and at large council. Right. Because I've seen it both ways. Mm-hmm. But what, what we all share is that every two weeks there's a council meeting um, that we have to prepare for. Um, so we get the agenda, um, on Wednesday, the Wednesday before the council meeting the following Tuesday. So we've got a couple of days to read through the agenda um, and decide if there are things that we want to make amendments to, which we have to do by Friday. And um, and then by that following Tuesday, we've got to have, you know, on most in most cases, either made up our minds what we support and what we don't or what kind of questions we want to get answered in the committee members, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. committee meetings. Um, and that those takes place on the Monday and Tuesday of the council week. So on Mondays and Tuesdays, we attend committee meetings and try to get questions answered that we have about bills. And then Tuesday night, um, 
is council council meeting. And um, these days we're back in meeting in person for a while there. Mm -hmm. It was setting up at the dining room table with your, you know, Zoom, <laughs> uh, which is not too bad when a meeting lasts until two o'clock at night. Oh, uh, yeah. Y'all had, yeah. had some late nights some recently. Late nights. Um, but some of that was just due to the technicalities of mm -hmm. meeting by Zoom. So now now we're back in person uh, down at the Music City Center where we can spread out safely. Yeah. Um, so they're not, they're not quite as long, which is, which is great. Um, so preparing for council meetings is um, to it for me is a, is a, is a big time uh, commitment that I make just to make sure that I'm making thoughtful decisions when, mm -hmm. when I vote on uh, the things that we do, which is mostly about zoning or um, how the city spends it money are, are kind of the two big things that we, yeah. that we make most of our decisions on. Um, and there's, for me, there's a, a much smaller amount now of constituent services. I mean, people will call, you know, and say, I can't believe this pothole hadn't been paid forever. And <laughs> you tell them about Hub Nashville, which I'm sure Nancy told you about. Which is she actually did. She actually, we did, we uh, talked about a lot of stuff, but she didn't touch on Hub Nashville. So you can, you well, can she give was, the pitch. I will, I will tell you about that because, and Nancy, Council Member Van Reese was instrumental in, in getting that started. But oh, it's, it's, well, she glazed over it. She, she should get lots of credit for it. Um, it's an online constituent services portal now. So in the past where people had to, you know, call their council member and say there's a street light out or a pothole or mm -hmm. the sidewalks cracked. Um, now anyone can go to Hub Nashville and, and report your trash didn't get picked up or um, those, those tend to be the biggest ones yeah. right there. But, how, but new, there's, there's, how new is Hub Nashville? Gosh, it's been there at least through two or three years now. Okay. I'm sure that um, has it, made things so much more efficient. It, yeah, it has. And, and it gets it to the right person quickly. And the departments are um, for the most part, really responsive mm -hmm. there. So, I mean, most, most citizens are really excited about that. Yeah. Um, so I spend less time on constituent services, but it is, it is, you know, a fulfilling part of it is just being able to, Mm -hmm. You know, to see something that got fixed because mm -hmm. you and you and citizens were able to partner to get that that done. Um, and then the the uh, third piece is actually crafting legislation. And so um, I have I have focused a lot on housing affordability, which, as you know, is um, a big issue in Nashville, just with our popularity and so many people moving here. We can't we can't build housing fast enough. And the yeah. law of supply and demand mm. says if there's not enough there, then the price is going to rise for everybody. Mm. So that's a huge issue. So trying to learn from what uh, other cities have in terms of mechanisms to enable housing to be built affordably, and then trying to create that here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that process of writing good legislation involves a whole lot of research on what other cities are doing best practices and then meeting with different departments and stakeholders, depending on what you're doing mm -hmm. and um, trying to, um, trying to think, think through, you know, what needs to be done. And then what are the unintended consequences that I need to think through and try to try to foresee and, and avoid if possible. Mm -hmm. And then to run back around and show everybody what you've written and get their, their input on it. So, okay. Do you have, what kind of support do you have when you're writing legislation? Oh, such a good question. Um, so the, the council does have, um, we have the council office staff who, um, we have a, a person who is focused on, on planning. And if, again, if you're a, a district council member, that's a person we can rely on when we're dealing with zoning issues, often that are brought to us um, by someone who has a project in mind. And mm -hmm. then, um, then we can rely on uh, 
uh, Matt for, uh, for for planning support. And we have uh, another staff member who helps with scheduling and constituent services, and then um, two two lawyers that can help us with that. But in terms of being able to say, I have this project, I need you to do all the research and then write it for me um, and then help me do the communications. We don't have enough staff for all four of us to be able to do that in the way that we would, we would like to. Um, I mean, I get, you know, and that's, that, that may be one of the reasons people think we should have fewer council members. So we could Mm, have more support ratio. Um, I do have, I do have a a intern who is a, a Lipscomb student. And I think that's not uncommon, yeah. um, either paid or unpaid. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, having, um, having a sharp student who you can say, I want to find out what other cities are doing about noise ordinances, for example, you know, yeah. and then two days later, you get this great summary that that's that a, it's a great experience for me. And, and I've got, you know, a college student who's learning about how laws yeah. are made and about what other cities are doing. That's so it's win-win. kind of a win-win. Yeah. So, uh, um, so I, you know, that's where I'd love to expand. Yeah. Um, so how much of your time would you say you're spending on your work for the council? Oh, wow. <laughs> it, um, I mean, it, it is officially a part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is definitely at least a half-time job, I would say to mm-hmm. do it, to do it right. I mean, I, I think, I think, and this, I will say this particular council is full of a bunch of overachievers and we are all spending. <laughs> A whole lot of time. I mean, uh, just, you know, there's just a lot going on, a lot of complicated things going on. And um, and I think people work really hard to be responsive. We get an awful lot of emails and we, we try to answer them and that's, that's hard. So, you know, I think 20 hours a week is easy to do. Mm-hmm. If, if you, if you um, wanted, all you wanted to do was just the bare minimum, then all you have to do is show up for council meetings mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Theoretically, that's just a couple hours every two weeks. But I don't know anybody who's doing the right, bare minimum. Right. Every, everybody I know is working their tail off yeah. right now. Um, um, so you obviously don't have a specific district that you're uh, representing. You're representing the city or the um, the metro area as a whole. Uh, but are you? Can you tell us about any committees you're involved with, or what some of your priorities or focuses are? Um, yeah, I serve on uh, public works, affordable housing, planning, and budget and finance. So you are um, an overachiever. I, <laughs> I mean, most council members are on four councils, wow. uh, four, four committees. Um, affordable housing is something that I have been uh, working hard on for the past, I'd say, five or six years because it's been such a big issue, um, and we're we're just working on creating incentives or the right atmosphere or the right regulatory environment um, so that some of the housing that gets built is not just luxury housing. Cause um, that's not, that's not what we need more of. That's that we got mm-hmm. plenty of that being built. Um, so just trying to create the right, uh, the right environment for that. And, and where, then just on a, on a high level, where are we on that? Um, the answer is um, I, I don't numbers available you know we had a study done in 2015 that showed that we were headed towards a 31,000 unit deficit in a certain definition of um affordable units essentially Mm -hmm. for for people who earn below the average income Mm -hmm. in nashville that that's that was the group that needed more housing and instead of more being built we were we were tearing it down uh you know in, in gentrifying neighborhoods replacing it with luxury condos and things like that Mm -hmm. um 
I have asked for a, a, a dashboard to be created, a housing scorecard, we called it, that yeah. would that would say, you know, this year we added this many more and uh, we lost this many through whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the intern that I mentioned earlier um, has worked on creating a piece of that. So I, at this point, I can tell you how many more have been added through some of the really most powerful tools that we've got, Metropolitan Development Housing uh, Authority, MDHA, um, is creating a lot of new units. And we have the Barnes Fund for Affordable Housing, which provides funding to nonprofit organizations. And they've created in the hundreds at this point, um, which is which is exciting. Uh, yeah. It's not in the thousands, though, which is where right. we need to be. And then there are some for-profit builders who are very good at accessing um state and federal money and they are building again in the hundreds of units. So we're, we're chipping away at it. Um, And it's possible that, that we're not headed toward 31,000, but we're still, we're still moving much slower than we ought to be. Mm -hmm. And on the, on the dashboard, I'm guessing we don't have that yet. Sounds like we it have exists. Parts of it. it exists. It is not up uh, on the Metro website okay, yet, okay. but I, I'm, I'm working to get it there. And then I'm hopeful that um, we can get kind of some of the other pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. That sort of stuff <laughs> is really exciting to me. And I think would be really um, engaging for sit for residents to be able to see the hard numbers of like, this is, this is the grade that we got on affordable housing this year. Yeah. And here's where yeah. we need to be. Uh, because a lot of times it's, it's, it's kind of it can be hard to find that kind of information to hard, mm-hmm. to really know the state of the city that you live in, except yeah. for anecdotally. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so affordable housing, um, and then if you, I think you're going through all the other committees you're involved in. Um, budget. I'm on the budget committee, and mm-hmm. that also is clearly um, a hot topic these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there um, COVID has uh, shut down. The, the much of our economy, especially the um, the tourist and the hospitality industry, is still reeling from um, you know just the, the the lack of people coming to Nashville in the numbers that we're that we're used to and that we were expecting to see growth go towards. So that's that's very difficult. We've had three um, council members who have served on a committee that's done, I think, a, a very effective job of directing federal CARES money to um, both, you know, rent support and employee support and keeping small businesses open uh, and keeping people fed. Um, and that's that's just been a huge focus this year. Um, but it has also had uh, a big impact on our budget because um, a big chunk of our budget comes from sales tax related to downtown tourism. Mm-hmm. So that, that sort of punched a hole in the budget. And um, we've We've been working on uh, just trying to to hear both the needs of citizens, but also to make them aware um, that you know we're going to have to solve this problem together, and, and some of that is yeah. uh, is going to be um, hard on everybody. So that's mm-hmm. that's been something. Certainly, a lot of mental energy has gone into. Yeah. So what is the, what's the climate like in the Metro Council going into twenty twenty one? Um. I think the council is um, we're we're relieved that right now the courts have put us out of immediate danger of um, of an election that would have repealed our property tax mid year, which is just a disruptive process. Mm-hmm. But that may be yet a conversation that we have, but hopefully at least now we can do it um, in an orderly fashion. And and I think. 
I think the council, you know, is is working hard to um, be receptive to input that we're getting from citizens, as well as um, looking for looking for solutions. So uh, we have a, a great mix of council members. We have some that hear about a problem and immediately write, you know, file a piece of legislation at the next council meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes it that makes a strong statement when you do that. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes, as I've said, it, at least for me, it takes it takes a while to do some research and, and homework uh, and make sure that it's, that it's good legislation. Uh, and that's a slower process. And right. um, so, I th- you know, I think as we head into 2021 with still the problems of the economic impact of COVID and just our own sort of fragile budget that we we see a light at the end of the tunnel and a path to get there, but it's just, it's just not a very fun path Mm, Yeah. right now. And um, figuring out how to, how to wrangle our different uh, approaches to solutions um, is, is some somewhat of a challenge, but we we usually end up having a good discussion and getting there. And I'm, I'm confident that, that we'll, we'll continue to operate in that, in that fashion. Yeah. Good. Okay. So affordable housing budget. And you said there's two more committees that you're in. So, uh, yeah, I'm on uh, planning. planning. So okay. planning, planning, zoning and historical. And that, you know, that's just how how does this city grow in a in a smart way? Mm-hmm. Um, change is always hard. It's, it's always tough when, um, you know, your sleepy little street suddenly is going to have an apartment complex on it or or, yep. you know, there's more traffic down your street. So uh, trying to find the balance of um Putting the density on the corridors, which is sort of what the the city's general plan has has agreed to, mm-hmm. um, and keeping our neighborhoods intact and still a good place to raise a family, yeah. um, and and making it grow in a way that that can be affordable both you know for businesses and for people to uh, to participate in. So that's There's that a lot great. to balance there. Yeah, a lot to balance. Um, and then what was the last one? Public works. So public works is sidewalks, um, which. I care about because I live in a, in a walkable community mm-hmm. and, um, and see the benefits of that. Um, also deals with garbage, which interestingly I care a lot about. I'm a, I'm a, a, a frenetic recycler and, mm-hmm. you know, believe that as good stewards of our, um, of our environment, we need to be uh, thoughtful about both what we extract from the environment and what we throw away into it. Yeah. Um, so again, it's a balancing act right now, just with all the controversy and um, with China not taking waste anymore. It has drastically changed the market here uh, and the economics have shifted. Um, so we're still trying to figure out how to create the markets here that will that will make this be a circular economy where it makes sense to try to reuse things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as much as we can. So um so garbage I care about, and that comes under public works. And then the um, Metro Water Services comes under public works okay. as well. Uh, and that, that's that's also important because we want the stormwater to go, you know, to go to the river and not flood our basements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we always want to make sure when, you know, when we're trying to make things go away that they do. So, mm-hmm. um, that, and that, I'm, I'm a mechanical engineer, so that's kind of oh, okay. Yeah. In particular. It, I, it's all, it's always... So it's kind of mind boggling to like have listed out all the things that are constantly going on to keep the city going basically. And yeah. obviously you're just one of many, many people who are responsible for uh, maintaining that, but it's, there's a lot of unsung heroes in the uh, upholding of modern society, I guess. Really <laughs> so, noted. 
And I will say people, you know, people make bad comments about lazy government employees, but I have had so many uh, employees in different departments respond to my emails at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night when I'm, I'm just writing it then because I've thought about it. And I don't want to mm-hmm. forget about it. And I don't mm-hmm. expect to hear from them till Monday. Um, but but there are some hard working folks in Metro um, making making a lot of things happen that, that you only notice when they don't work right. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. good when we don't notice. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um, what would you say are some of the biggest hurdles that the Metro Council has uh, or that the city has in making progress towards uh, our, our challenges? Oh, wow. Um, I think right now the biggest hurdle is just overcoming the perception that um, that Metro government is not a good value for their tax dollars. I, I feel like a, an awful lot of people have um, anecdotally taken in um, something that they've heard and decided that we are, we are not being good stewards of their money. And, mm-hmm. and um, I work really hard through my monthly newsletter. I didn't mention that's also another thing that, that a good council member does is communicate on a regular basis. So I send out a monthly newsletter and mm-hmm. also on my website have just tried to explain, here's where our budget is. Here's how we spend it. Um, every department has repeatedly been told to, you know, to, to trim their budget down to what's absolutely necessary. Um, and, and, you know, when, when you, um, when you invest in, in Metro that goes towards, you know, most of it goes towards our public schools, which is the most important thing we do. Um, and the next most, um, the next biggest chunk of that is public safety, which is an important thing that we do that, that no one else can do. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's things like infrastructure, which is also important. So um, I think it's a really, a really big challenge to, um, to just to kind of turn the, the current um, mood around from being just so negative and anti-government to, mm-hmm. you know, we we're not, we don't need to do everything, but we are doing a lot of important things and we're working really hard to do them well. And we invite you to come see how we do them hmm. and feel free to make constructive, uh, you know, constructive um, criticism. That's always, always welcome and important. Um, mm-hmm. But first learn what it is we're actually doing before, you know, before you, yeah, before you um, give us a hard time for, for things that, that are, have, have been, incorrectly represented. Mm, yeah. um, so anyway, I'd love to write those, you know, write that wrong information any chance. I yeah. Get. That's a huge challenge because you know, it's, it really comes down to the messaging and mm-hmm. getting through to a person on a personal level to uh, yeah. kind of yeah. get them to understand what you're doing. Uh, on that note, what would you recommend to citizens of Nashville? How can they get more involved uh, with the work that the Metro council and the city government are doing? How can they be, more in the know and more engaged. Mm-hmm. Great question. Um, so you can you can uh, if you already know what you're interested in, you can go to uh, Nashville.gov and and um, poke around a little bit and find out. You know, I'm interested in zoning, and so I want to um, always get the notice when the planning commission agenda comes up. Hmm. I mean, just watching the departments that do that do things that interest you or parks. I care about parks and greenways. So let me know when, when the Metro parks board is meeting. Um, so, you know, so each attention. of the boards have their own, um, I guess it is it email updates or. They will. Yeah. You can sign up and say, you know, send me an email when, when this agenda comes out. Oh, wow. That's cool. 
Yeah. Or, you know, or you can just constantly go online, but it's mm-hmm. better to get pinged. So, you yeah. know, you if you know what you're interested in, you can sign up to get pinged on a regular basis when when those groups are meeting. You know, if <laughs> there are people who um, watch the Metro Council meetings on a regular basis mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, some nights it's like watching paint dry and some nights it's really exciting. So <laughs> um, you know, that's that's a personal choice there. But um, I would say getting engaged at the neighborhood level is a really important step. And there are there are so many great neighborhood associations all over Nashville um, mm-hmm. that it's probably not that hard to just to go online and, and search and find out, you know, what's what's happening near me that I can get involved in. Yeah. Because yeah. um, there's a really strong network out there that's easy to tap into. Well, it sounds like that's how you got started, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then also, if you want to, I mean, one level above that is joining um, or or asking to be appointed to a board of commission. We have over 75 different boards and commissions that are mostly volunteer and they are they are made up of Nashville citizens who may offer some expertise. Um, and, um, you know, once a month they meet and hear uh, cases involved in, you know, maybe the Board of Zoning Appeals or medical and, and gas examiners or mechanical and gas examiners, mm-hmm. uh, stormwater, you know, again, Metro Arts, whatever you're interested in. Um, if you're, if you want to be part of that, then um, let your council member know and send them a resume, resume, and they can pass that on to the, to the mayor's office to possibly get you nominated to do that. So that's a, that's a great way to give back. Great suggestion. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. I have one more question for you here. Um, I ask this to everyone that comes on the show, but whether it relates to the work that you do in the Metro council or not, how do you think that we can make Nashville better? Mm. Well, I think we can make Nashville better um, by having excellent education and making housing attainable for everyone. Um, and we haven't talked about uh, criminal justice reform. I don't think Nashville is terrible in that regard, but I think there's room for improvement. Mm. Um, and, you know, just just creating opportunities for everyone, regardless of past mistakes, even, I think can can um, help those individuals and can also provide Nashville with another source of, of people mm. um, that can that can be part of the solution as opposed to part of the problem. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Well, Berkeley, uh, can you tell the listeners if they want to stay in touch with you or stay in the loop with what you're doing, how they could do mm-hmm. that? Absolutely. You can email me at berkeley.allen at nashville.gov and Berkeley is spelled B-U-R-K-L-E-Y, not like the university, um, or call me on my phone, which is on, it's on the website, 615-383-6604. Um, and I have a Facebook page and, uh, and a website, berkeley.org. It wasn't taken, which is amazing. Wow. B-U-R-K-L-E-Y. <laughs> Good find. O-R-G. Yeah. Um, so any, any of those, um, are ways that you can get onto my monthly newsletter and then you'll, then you'll receive that or email me. I will do my best to answer. I will, I will confess. Sometimes I get hundreds in a day yeah. um, and I miss some. So yeah. if you, you know, if you don't get an immediate answer, it's okay to email me twice and tell me that I missed the earlier one. I will go back and look. That's um, good to get that permission I'm... from you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Uh, it was really great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, thank and you. we're going to be everything. looking forward to uh, the work that the Metro Council does in the future. And thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Same to you. Talk to you later. Rick. All right. See you. Bye. Once again, that was Berkeley Allen, one of the at-large council members in the Metro Council. 
I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you want to follow along with Berkeley Allen and the rest of the Metro Council, I recommend following us on Instagram at Bettering Nashville, where I'll be pointing you to resources related to Berkeley and the Metro Council. Thanks again for listening. Stay tuned for more conversations in the future.